Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I'd like you to grab your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 11 tonight. Matthew chapter 11. I am so deeply grateful for the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I am thankful that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at seven years of age, and I've told that story many times. I'm thankful that we are part of a Spirit-filled community. I'm thankful that this is a Spirit-filled church. Can you say amen tonight? I'm thankful for the Spirit-filled legacy and the heritage that we come from. And I'm not talking about even a, a denominational persuasion. I'm talking about its very genesis. On, on, on the day of Pentecost, it says in the book of Acts chapter 2, that they were gathered in one accord in one place in that upper room, and suddenly the Spirit of God came, and tongues of fire rested upon them, and they began to speak in heavenly tongues. This is our heritage. This is, this is who we are. It's, it's amazing. We live in a time right now where churches who used to be spirit-filled had a heritage of being spirit-filled are now embarrassed of the Holy Spirit. Embarrassed or backwards about the Holy Spirit. Churches right now that have toned themselves down so that they can appeal to many people. People that have said, we don't want any, we don't want any speaking in tongues because that's going to that's gonna make people a little nervous. That's going to bother them. Or pastors going to their worship team and saying, listen, we, we don't want any of that praying in the Spirit stuff or singing in the Spirit on the microphone. I'm going to tell you, that's never going to happen at Victory. That's never going to happen at Victory. Amen. Can I get an amen from Cody? <laughs> He's like, uh -huh, uh -huh. That's right. That's right. It's never going to happen. We love the Holy Spirit. We love the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of wisdom, the gift of revelation, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, the gift of the discerning of spirits. We're, we're just not ashamed, ladies and gentlemen of the Holy Spirit. We desperately need the Holy Spirit in this hour. Hallelujah. And we're not embarrassed of the Holy Spirit. America desperately needs a Spirit-filled church. There's a lot of misconceptions when you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit because so many, unfortunately, weird and bizarre and silliness and fluff has been very tolerated in the church for so many decades in America. Silly stuff. I mean, and, and we could talk all night about that, but we won't. I just want to mention it to say that, yeah, you know what? God is very patient. God is very good. Amen. He's very patient. He's very long suffering. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not about hype. The Holy Spirit is not about any level of gimmicks. Right? The Holy Spirit is not adrenaline in the room. The Holy Spirit can drop in where it's just completely silent. It doesn't have to be loud and up here for it to be the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? So it's never about adrenaline. It's never about hype. It's never about something coerced. Are you with me tonight? These are powerful words from Jesus, and this is where we want to begin our journey in Matthew 11 tonight. He says, come to me. I'm in verse 28. He says, come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Before I read on, I just, I just want to set this in place. This is our good shepherd speaking to us. Our good shepherd is saying, I want to give you rest. I know that you're laboring. I know that you're working hard, but I want to give you rest. I want to give you comfort. Can you receive that tonight? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I'm lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Take my yoke. It is easy, and my burden is light. It sounds like the shepherd there that leads us beside still waters. 
the shepherd that still is the restorer of our souls. You know, the Lord loves your soul. I want you to grab hold of this tonight. He loves the quality of your soul. The Lord desires beautiful, beautiful, quality kingdom things going on in the realm of your mind and in your thoughts and in your imagination. Many times, you know, when, when our children, of course, they're young adults now, but when our children were very young, I, I would always, in, in my own way, they didn't know, I was testing them to see where their thought life was. Like, what are you thinking about? Tell me what you're thinking about. As a father, I wanted to make sure that my kids were thinking good things. I wanted to make sure that they were thinking healthy things, positive things. The Lord cares for our souls. He's, the, he's our good shepherd. He loves us tenderly. He wants to lead us beside still waters. And he's telling us tonight, look, I know that you're laboring. I know, I know things are heavy, but I want you to take my yoke upon yourself and learn of me. I want to give you peace. I want to give you comfort. I want to love you. I want you to learn of my ways. Take my yoke. Put it upon you. Amen? I just, when, I, when I say that, I always think about Joseph's coat of many colors that his father lovingly wrapped him in and said, I celebrate you and I honor you. The Lord wants you to wear the cloak of his presence. I want to I read this out of the message translation. The message translation, same verses. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Anybody in here wore out? I've been there <laughs> not too long ago. <laughs> Are you burned out on religion? This is a good question. He says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Isn't that beautiful? Come away with me, and you will recover your life. Ooh. I'll show you how to take a real rest. The Lord wants to teach us how to take a real rest. Amen. Walk with me, work with me, and then watch how I do it. I love how this is worded. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting upon you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. That is so powerful. I love those words. He says, I will not lay anything on you ill-fitting. When, when I just read those words, I, I could just see Saul trying to put his armor on David, and it was ill-fitting. If you could see David trying to walk around in that inside his tent, and like, this is awkward. This is, this is so not me. This feels so foreign to me. This is bizarre. No, when the Lord lays his loving mantle over you, it's freedom. It's liberty. Amen. His rest and peace comes. Hallelujah. We know that the word of the Lord says that the weapons of our warfare, they're not, they're not carnal, which means they're not natural. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, why do I give that to you tonight? Because we recognize that we are engaged in a high level of spiritual warfare in this hour. And we have to learn continually, daily, how to enter into the rest of the Lord to stay out of what Philip said, out of that frustration. Because that's a demonic anointing where the enemy is trying to come in. He's, he's trying to loose frustration, aggravation upon you. Am I, am I preaching to anyone tonight? Are you with me? Of course. So we're, we're facing opposition all the time. We're facing opposition. We're facing challenges. We're facing grief. Right? We're facing accidents. We're facing death. So many things. We're honestly facing things that, frankly, we cannot understand. There are things right now that we cannot wrap our minds around that seem so big and have seemingly no answers to them. But this is what the word of the Lord says. Psalm 34 and verse 18. I love this. This is out of the NIV. It says the Lord is close. Or the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. 
and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. A dear man that, that I, I deeply love called me just weeks ago and began to share with me how in his family he was told that he couldn't even come and see his own grandchildren unless he received a vaccination and was willing to, and, and they demanded that he wear a mask in the house. It's amazing the level of division that is happening, even amongst the realms and the ranks of family. It's so sad. It's absolutely heartbreaking. The Lord says this. He says, I am near to the brokenhearted. He feels our struggle. He's right in the midst. He understands when we're crushed. He understands the adversity. He understands the intensity. The Lord understands the turbulence of our life. The Lord, listen, if you're in here tonight and we are helping people with relig religious exemption, not just in this region, but throughout the United States, if your job is on the line, there is a, there is a turbulence. There, there is a difficulty. There, there's anxieties that are going on that people are really facing. You just, you never know what people are facing that are sitting to your right and to your left right now. Life is coming at all of us so fast right now. And that is why we must be walking in the Spirit. That's why we need desperately the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God. Are you with me? When we think of comfort, it invokes all kinds of thoughts, especially if you're a foodie. When you think of comfort food, I think, you know, we say comfort and people think macaroni and cheese or they think, they think donuts or whatever. Or, or you think a fireplace or you think a cabin in the woods or you think uh, warm blankets or nice pillows or whatever it is, you know, concerning concerning comfort but this is the way that God has wired us and this is the way God has made us our bodies long for comfort and rest can I get an amen the the Lord has wired you that way do you ever look forward to going to bed I do every Saturday night <laughs> when we give it all look folks we come do you know I don't come in here and give 40 percent this church, this worship team, they don't come in here and give 40%. We give it all. Are you with me? We give it When we're done and when we're pulling out of here at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night or whatever, you know, Brent and I will be like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to crawl into bed. <laughs> I've told the story how we were ministering in the jungles of El Salvador and the this wonderful couple, this pastor wanted us to have his bed, and it was two-by-fours, or I'm sorry, it was pallets, like two-by-four pallets stacked on top of each other with hay on top of it and then a blanket. It I, I've never forgotten it. It just absolutely broke my heart. They wanted Brent and I to sleep on their bed so bad. They wanted to give us the best that they had, and we said, no, 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 we'll sleep, we'll sleep. I almost said floors. It was just dirt. And we slept with our team there in the dirt. There's oftentimes I thank God for just our bed. God has wired you for rest. Amen? Now we're talking about spiritual rest tonight too. But he's wired us because we labor, don't we? We labor hard. We work hard. God's wired us that way. We're supposed to work hard. We're supposed to delight and celebrate being able to work hard. And thank God that we can. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. But God has also wired us to be able to rest. But our soul also longs for rest. What's going on in the realm of our mind and our thinking. The Holy Spirit, we always say this. There's, there's an old word. It's a, it's a word out of the world that says the devil's in the details. Well, we've totally rejected that because the devil doesn't have anything about our life. We decree God. Can I get an amen? We decree God is in our details. But see, 
The Holy Spirit is the the greatest search engine on planet Earth. He seeks and deep, deep sea dives the mind and the will and the intentions. This is Romans chapter 8. The will and the desire of the Father. And He wants to delight in giving those to us. But the Holy Spirit understands the extremities and the pressures and the stress and and all the turbulence that life has given to us. And God has wired us in such a way. He's given us the Holy Spirit so that our mind and our soulish realm can have peace in the midst of a global storm. I've said it so many times and I'm going to continue to say it. I believe one of the greatest manifestations of the Holy Spirit in this hour is the peace of God resting upon His children while everything is being shaken. That is what the glory of God looks like. I believe in these next six months, the turbulence that's going to hit the United States of America is going to be like nothing we have ever seen before in our lifetime. But the glory, but the, the glory that is going to be resting resting upon you and I will be a sign and a wonder to all of those around us because you're not drifting like the rest of the world. You're firmly anchored. You're firmly anchored in the peace of God, in the rest of God. You've been mantled in the rest of God. You, whoo, wow, wow. Your spirit man Longs for the comfort of the Spirit of the Lord. Without a doubt, we are a people who long for comfort. But the greatest news is this tonight. The greatest secret source of all comfort has been poured out in the Holy Spirit. He's been given to you. Given to you. John chapter 14 and verse 16. These are the words of Jesus, so powerful. He says, I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another helper or another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I love that. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as comforter. How amazing is it for us to think tonight? The most powerful source of all comfort literally is with us. He's available. The Holy Spirit is available to us at all times. He is right. He's available to us at all times. Think about the oceans and the depths of the Spirit of God that is available to us in this corporate gathering right now. If we would just yet lean into the Holy Spirit and begin to drink deeper of the Holy Spirit and begin to feast of the Lord even greater tonight in this meeting if you'll do that what will happen is the Holy Spirit will begin to actually supersede what I'm able to articulate in the natural and the spirit of revelation wisdom will begin to come down and begin to be released in you and over you comfort means this comfort it means to give strength and to give hope it means to give cheer. I love that. I'll just, I'll just interchange the word with joy. The Holy Spirit wants to come and give you joy. The Holy Spirit wants you to feast on the strength of God. He says, I'm here to comfort. And that means I'm here to do what? I'm here to give you a supernatural strength. I'm here to give you supernatural endowment of power. Supernatural ability. I'm here to give you hope. I'm here to give you joy. Comfort means what? It means to ease the grief or the, tr- or the troubles of life. It means to console. Whether we need encouragement, whether we need strength, whether we need hope, it is always there through the Holy Spirit. Always there. Isaiah 61, it'll be behind me tonight, verses 1 through 3. Jesus, remember, took the scroll in Luke chapter 4, and he found this place. He, he went through it, and this is what he found purposely. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. I want, I, yeah, this has to be connected tonight. To the Holy Spirit. He said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the Holy Spirit comes to what? Bind up 
brokenness, broken areas in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. The Holy Spirit comes to release His oil of gladness, His oil of joy, the fragrance of heaven upon us. Why? To bind up broken hearts, to proclaim freedom for captives and release them, release Release prisoners from darkness to proclaim the, the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. I want you to see that, that the Holy Spirit's attributes is he comes to comfort all who mourn. It's what he comes to do. Read on. To provide for those who grieve in Zion, to b- bestow upon them a crown of beauty instead of ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. This is the portfolio, if you will, of the Holy Spirit. He wants to deliver us from the agony and the pain that we're going through that brings us to ashes. He wants to come and crown you with beauty tonight. He wants to give you the oil of joy, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. A garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. Acts 10.38, we know it says how God anointed Jesus with, listen, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, right? Who went about doing good and healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Listen to it again, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good. Normally, normally in this time, 2021, that's where most of the church really stops. That Jesus just goes about, he's floating around in a white nightie looking like Brad Pitt, long flowing hair, blue eyes. And he he just kind of skips around doing good and blessing people. And the church goes out and gives bottled waters with their church name on it. And they're they're just doing good. They're just doing good. I'm telling you, there's a whole nother part to the Holy Spirit. And that was Jesus went about doing good, healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil. We've got to be reintroduced to the Holy Spirit. He wants to deal with the devil. He wants to drive the devil out. Anywhere around your address, are you with me? Thank you, sir. I feel that. Have you ever felt the comfort of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Have you ever felt, just wave at me if you have. Tell me, does it literally transcend understanding? Yes, it does. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. That where you should be falling apart, scattered, broken, the Holy Spirit just completely subdues you, holds you, holds you, and releases a peace that transcends in the natural thinking a realm of all understanding. It's extraordinary. Paul writes about it in Philippians 4, and we know it well. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men, because the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. See, we've got to anchor right here, guys, because I'm telling you, things are intensifying. Things are intent. What we are learning, what is the shaking that is going on in the nations, the shaking that is hitting America at this time. He says, be anchored right here. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then the peace of God will do what? It will guard you. It will guard your mind. The Lord is the one who desires to guard you, protect you, keep you. See, the enemy would like to plant seeds of fear anywhere he can in the field of your thinking. I remember years ago as a a young boy, early teenager, I remember some of my mom and dad's dearest friends. We, I grew up in a spirit-filled church. When I, say, when I talk about heritage and legacy, 
I grew up in a truly spirit-filled, powerful church. It wasn't about hype. It wasn't about adrenaline. I'm talking about a real move of the Holy Spirit. No fluff, no junk. I mean a pure move of God. But I remember in my young teenage years when my mom and dad's dear friends, they were in Arizona. They were pastoring there. In fact, when I, when I finished eighth grade, my dad was asked to preach a revival out there in Flagstaff. We flew in to Phoenix, Arizona. I'll never forget it. We go into Phoenix, and we came out. It was, and the sign said 121 degrees. <laughs> Always remember that, 121 degrees. If you don't believe in hell, no. <laughs> so anyway, teasing. So we went out to the car with our luggage, and my dad was about ready to open up the car door, and the pastor's wife yelled at my dad, said, Dave, Dave, don't touch that. She took out uh, oven mittens out of her purse and opened the door for us and said, never touch that. Amazing. Wonderful couple. They were part of discipling my parents when they were young in the Lord. It was, it was at their home fellowship where people were being filled with the Holy Spirit, encountering God. It was incredible days beginning to grow up in the church in a spirit-filled culture and atmosphere, loving the presence of God. But I remember when this couple left our church and was pastoring out in Flagstaff, Arizona. But I also remembered the day when the news came when they were both killed in an auto accident, both of them, leaving two young, young precious teenage boys. You see, it's at times when things are beyond our understanding where the enemy likes to come in, tiptoeing through in the shadows and darkness, and he wants to plant seeds in the field of your mind and your heart to tell you you're unprotected and the devil can hit you anywhere he wants at any time. I'm going to tell you that's a lie. That is a lie. This is where we have to gird ourselves up and understand we have spiritual authority. And we've got to be on our watch at all times. That's why we cannot be spiritually dull. We have to be spiritually sharp. Right? And we've got to be anchored and, and, and begin to decree and proclaim divine protection of the angels of God that are with us and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Don't allow the enemy any place in your thought life. Are you with me tonight? The Lord says, I'm going to guard you. I'm going to give you supernatural peace. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to protect you. He is Lord of hosts. Jesus is Lord of hosts. Lord of angel armies. I want to remind you tonight, God has commissioned angels around you and your children and your grandchildren. Come on, church. He has commissioned angels around you, your children, and your grandchildren. The Lord is with you. He is our good shepherd. He's our guardian. He's our watcher. He's our keeper. I want you to look at John chapter 10. We're going to go back to... Philippians in a moment, but John chapter 10, these are the words of Jesus. I am the good shepherd, and the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not a shepherd, and he does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep, and he runs away. You understand, shepherds have to also fight off wolves. The wolf attacks the flock, and scatters it. The man runs away because he was a hired hand and he cared nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. Think of what Jesus did Think of what Jesus did and how he ascended and he is seated now at the right hand of the Father as our great intercessor watching over your life, the keeper over your heart and your life and your family. Amen. Glory to God. Paul goes on, he says, brethren, whatever is true, verse 8, the things that are noble, the things that are just, the things that are pure, 
the things that are lovely, the things that are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, that is the secret right there. Meditate on these things. Let your soul, let your thought life be anchored in these things. Set your mind on things above because that is where your life is. Hallelujah is right. So the things which you have learned, he says, and you've received and you heard or that you saw in me, you do these things and the God of peace will be with you. I love that. The God of peace, the peace of God will guard you, keep you, watch over you. Psalm 121, put it in your notes tonight. Psalm 121, verses 7 and 8. This is out of the NIV. It says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. Say that. The Lord will keep me from all harm. Say it tonight. The Lord will keep me from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and you're going both now and forevermore. This has to be a declaration. It has to be a revelation that you, you saturate your heart and mind in. The Lord is keeping me. The Lord is watching over me. I don't need to be anxious about my children. I don't need to be anxious about the church. The Lord is the keeper of this house. The Lord is the good shepherd of this house. Hallelujah. I say that to the Lord in my prayers. Lord, you are my keeper. I'll say, Jacqueline, in my prayers, Lord, you are my watchman. I say that. I'm the keeper of my house. I'm the protector of my house. But there's something greater beyond Brian Gibbs. I've got angels there that are protecting me. You've got angels that are there protecting you. Are you with me tonight? You've got to activate the word of the Lord and believe it with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The Lord has made provisions, heavenly provisions, heavenly provisions, angels on assignment for your life. The Lord is your watchman. You have 24-7 guard of angels keeping you, standing guard, traveling with you, keeping you, working with you. Removing obstacles of danger away from you. Take this prayer with you. Lord, cut away anything dangerous from my life. Remove any dangerous relationship from my life. Anything. It's so important to pray this way. If Peter was here tonight, and he's here via the Word of God in 2021, he would tell us, that the Lord even sends angels to open up prison doors. The Lord can set you free from emotional prisons. Emotional bondage. The Spirit of the Lord breaks open the captives. Sometimes we feel captive. We feel like the enemy is coming in so strong. We feel captive in our own mind. Have you ever been there, Brian? I have been there. There's hope for all of us. It's in the spirit of the Lord. It's when we say, Lord, now I need you to fight my battles. I need you to surround me, Lord. I pray this all the time, Psalm 3-3, around our lives. The Lord is a shield and a guard about me. He is my glory in the midst, and he is the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. I was in prayer a couple weeks ago. And somebody had called me and said, man, we are under siege. We are under attack. And I was getting text message, all kinds of stuff. I'm, we're under siege. We're under attack. And I went to prayer over these families. And I, I, was, I was so bothered in my spirit. I was, I was just saying, Lord, the, the enemy has trespassed. He's got to get his hands off of this family, off of these families. And then I heard the Lord say, you're not under siege, you're not under. You're not under. you got to catch this time. You're not under them. You're not under siege. You're not under attack. I've already raised you up far above. I've already raised you up. you got to grab hold of this tonight. Here's the word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 
in 22. This is how God manifested his mighty power. Are you ready? Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities, powers of might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age that is to come. And he put all things underneath his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. You move on in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. Watch this. And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When the enemy whispers and says, you're under siege, that's right, I'm coming in. You got to remind him, no, I'm not under anything that you're doing. I have been raised up. I have been raised up. I have been raised up with Christ. I have been raised with Christ. I am seated in heavenly places. Far above every principality, dominion, throne, workers of darkness. It's where we draw our identity. I love what Cody was declaring and, and prophesying over us tonight in worship, knowing our identity. This is part of our inheritance. The words of Jesus back to John 14. Are you all with me tonight? Talk amongst yourselves. I'm thirsty. I'm thankful I don't have to go to the bathroom tonight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> John 14, Jesus said, Jesus is imparting an epic revelation to his disciples. This is so awesome. His followers, his chosen ones. Verse 16, he says, I'm going to pray to the Father. He's going to give you another helper or another friend or another counselor that he may abide with you forever. Watch this. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you. Watch this. He will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. This is so incredible. We could swim in this the rest of our lives. In fact, we're going to swim in it the rest of our eternity. This epic dream of God. I don't want to just be the God who is with you. I want to be the God that is living within you so that my peace can rule and guard and protect your spirit and protect your thoughts and protect your mind and protect your vision and protect your steps and guide you victoriously. Navigating you to triumph in every way. I'm going to live in you. And you're not alone. You need to be reminded tonight, you're not an orphan. You're a son. You're, we sang it tonight. I'm no longer a slave. I am a son and daughter of God. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. A little while longer, verse 19. And the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Now that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. That is powerful. If you love the Lord, you better keep his commandments. I'm going to say that again. Let's just cut right to the chase. If you really love the Lord, you better keep his commandments. It's not optional. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. I love these words, and I will manifest myself to him. This is so powerful. You jump down to verse 26. But the counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Wow. He's the counselor. He's the friend. I believe that the friend is really a greater translation of the Bible. I believe it's more accurate to what Jesus was trying to tell us. 
A faithful friend will really love you. A faithful friend will really love you. A faithful friend will never abandon you. A faithful friend will always be there to hold you, to bring hope, to bring encouragement. Is this hitting you tonight? I'm, I'm telling you, every one of us in the body of Christ need encouragement in this hour. I'm telling you, I, I was on the phone with a young pastor today, a young pastor who called from Indiana, who was, who was going through so much, trying to serve the body of Christ, listening to his story, listening to him and his wife's journey. I'm telling you, folks, this is an hour where you've got to buckle down. You've got to pray strong. You've got to be girded up in the full armor of God. You've got to be with God. But you've also got to know the Holy Spirit. You've got to stay close to the Lord in this hour. The Holy Spirit is your friend. He's the faithful friend. He's the comforter. He'll take time to listen. He will hear you. Talk to the Holy Spirit daily. Honor the Holy Spirit daily. When I pray, when I'm just driving in the car, when I pray, I don't only, I don't only say, Father, I love you. Lord Jesus, I love you. I say, Holy Spirit, I love you. I honor you, Holy Spirit, all day long. Holy Spirit, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to honor you with my life. Holy Spirit, I'm going to listen to you. Holy Spirit, I will be directed today by your voice. Holy Spirit, you will direct my path. You'll direct my family. Holy Spirit, you're, you're, you're charting the course and the story and the history for victory where we go in the future. I'm telling you, I talk all day long to the Holy Spirit. It's the way we live. In Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Can you say amen? amen? I love what Jesus said. He says He's the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit will always tell you the truth. He will never lie to you. You want a best friend like that. He will never lie to you. He will never lead you down a detour. He will never lead you into a dead end. No, no, no. No, He won't. The Holy Spirit will chart your course. He will lead you into victory every time. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, I love this. It says, casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. It doesn't sound too deep, but it doesn't need to be. I want to look you right in the eye and tell you God cares for you. God cares for you and your family. He cares about the things that are causing you trouble and turbulence. We need to cast all our care upon him and say, Father, this is way too big for me to carry. I give it over to you, and I receive the abundance of grace that you have for me. Your grace is more than enough. Your grace is sufficient. You are El Shaddai. You are the God of more than enough. Hmm. I want to go back to the front of this train tonight. Matthew chapter 11. He says, come to me, all you who labor, and you're heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle, I'm lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. You will find rest for your souls. Ladies and gentlemen, there is still a place where the good shepherd takes us to in the fall of 2021 where the world looks like it is imploding everywhere. The good shepherd wants to take you into the pasture where he can lay you down, lay you down in green pastures and minister to your soul. He wants to lead you beside still waters. He wants to restore our souls, bring peace that transcends all understanding. This is what we need. We need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
These are some powerful words. A guy once said these many years ago. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, <laughs> believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. The Lord is coming. His nearness is real. There is a cry in the bride that is being released in the earth. Come, Lord Jesus. That Maranatha cry is alive. Come, Lord Jesus. Let not your hearts be troubled. I'm telling you, you've got to let Jesus speak this to you. Let Jesus speak this to you afresh. Let not your heart be troubled. It's more than me just reading or, or, or trying to wash you with the word or quoting the scripture over you. It has to be a living, breathing revelation. Let Jesus say it to you in the privacy of your own home with him. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be vexed. I'm coming again. I'm preparing a place for you. I'm coming again. I'm preparing a place for you. And I'm going to receive you unto myself, that where I am, you can be also. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this scripture tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you'll go there, I want you to look at it. Today, I, I got here about 11 a.m., and I tried to do something different. I tried to move away from this word. I tried to do it three times. I started preparing another message. Something else was burning. Shifted gears, went to something else. The Lord said, no, go back to this. <laughs> okay. So I went back to it. Then I tried to do something else, if I'm being honest. And he said, nope, you're heading right back to this. This is where we need to be anchored tonight. This is important. What we're talking about tonight is very important, the ministry of the Holy Spirit to your life, spirit, soul, and body. I do not say things to elicit any level of certain response. I'm definitely not a fear monger as well. But I want to tell you, and I'm not a catastrophist as well, but I want to tell you, again, I believe the next six months in the United States of America are going to be a wild ride, unlike we've ever seen before. We're going to have to be well, well anchored in the Holy Spirit, well anchored. This is why it's so important that we cultivate our inner life with the Holy Spirit, our prayer life, our inner life with the word of the Lord, speaking the word of the Lord over our lives, that it's a revelation burning within us. Are you still with me tonight? God is the God of all comfort. He's the God of all comfort. Listen to what the apostle said. Paul writes, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. That's beautiful. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same suffering in which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation. When he says we, he's talking about the apostles. When Paul says we, he's talking, in, in, if you just look at it in its context, he's talking about the apostles. He says the Lord literally brings comfort to us, so we're, we're able to release comfort now with, within you and salvation. Verse 7, and our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering, so you will also 
be partakers of our consolation. I love that. You see, I don't know how this often lands on the church, but I got to tell you, I'm still praying for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan right now. I'm praying for the church in the Middle East. They're being hunted down by savages. We can't even imagine, folks, we cannot even imagine the horrors that are going on. When we talk about getting with God, the God of all comfort, the God of all peace. Guys, this is important that this land on you. The, the Holy Spirit is preparing the church in America for a time of great turbulence and shaking. There's times where I'm, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, how, how do I move into the future as a messenger, as a servant of God? How do I speak? How, how do I move? How, how do I move forward? I think we've got to dig deep in this hour. We've got to dig deep. We've got to get ourselves anchored right now and do away with the fluff. We say, we say this a lot around here. The Holy Spirit is not about hype or gimmicks. He's not. We've got to get anchored. We, we reach back and we touch this place so often, September 11th. We reach back and we touch this place. And I, I, remember, I remember those days. I remember the prayer meetings. I remember the church absolutely packed out. I remember our prayer room packed out at the church that we were at at the time. I remember people laying all over. I remember weeping and wailing for our nation. You could go into our church all hours of the day and night. And that wasn't a rare thing at that church because they were moving in such amazing outpouring and revival. But when 9-11 hit, when that struck our nation, there was such an outpouring of those coming in to seek the Lord. There's a more turbulent time coming. And we've got to anchor ourselves now. We've got to walk very close to the Lord and we've got to receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit so that the peace of the Lord is guiding us, holding us, directing us. It is imperative. It is imperative right now. There's a heaviness that's dropping into the room right now. I could back away from it. I could try to lighten the load, but I don't want to do that. This is the time that we need to draw near. We need to draw near. We need to gird up. We need to be sober. We need to be vigilant. This is no time for games. This is no time for games, men of God. Men of God, this is no time for games. This is time to gird up. This is time to be sober. It's time to be vigilant. I want us to stand tonight. I would ask Cody to come, but something happened to the keyboard. And <laughs> so we're going to have a silent ending. <laughs> Tonight, I want to open the altars for us to draw near and press in and seek the Lord. To be with the Lord, to make commitments to the Lord tonight. To receive the mantle of the Lord, to receive the spirit of the Lord and receive beauty for ashes.
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, but also the spirit of the Lord for wisdom and counsel. I've been saying for many months, it's time that we get our house in order. I want you to hear that with fresh ears tonight. It's time to get your house in order. And you know what? The Lord's going to tell you some things that may tweak you a little bit. You need to be open. Listen, if the Lord tells you to begin to prepare food, you need to do it. You don't have to go and tell everybody. If the Lord's telling you to prepare food and water, you need to do it. If the Lord's telling you to prepare ammunition, you need to do it. Oh, my gosh. He's No. You need to do what the Lord tells you to do. And you don't have to go and announce it to everybody. But I'm here to speak a blessing over you. Obey the Lord at all cost. It's time that we get our house in order. Prepare your finances the best that you can. To the best that you can, get your financial house in order. And I want to speak a blessing over you tonight to tell you you've been given the greatest gift of all, the gift of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within you. His presence will be resting on you. And there will be peace upon you manifesting when all is shaking. That the kingdom of God is rising the kingdom of God is rising. It is true. The future does belong to the righteous. The future belongs to the righteous. Father, I thank you for those that honor you and fear your holy name. We bless you tonight. I want to open the altars. I want you to just come be with the Lord. Come and be with the Lord. Listen for the Lord. Listen for the Lord. Listen for how he might direct you tonight. Listen for words of wisdom. Words of counsel. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour yourself out tonight. Pour yourself out, Holy Spirit. Pour yourself out. Come and find a place or make your seat, your altar tonight. Listen for the Lord. Be still before the Lord tonight. Lord, prepare us, prepare us, Holy Spirit, prepare us, Holy Spirit, hey, Kadesh, We press in tonight, Lord. We press in. We lean in to your heart right now. Oh. Don't check out right now. Some of you checked out in worship. Now you're doing it again. Don't check out right now. The Holy Spirit's wanting to speak to you. Listen. Listen. 
be at attention. Be at attention. Listen for the Lord. Listen for the Lord. So I bless your spirit tonight to receive the voice of the Lord, to hear the winds of the Lord, to be directed, redirected, repositioned, recalibrated tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I call you to the altar of the Lord tonight, men of God. I call you to the altar of the Lord, women of God. I call you to seek. I call you to press in. I call you to draw near. I call you to drink of the cup of the Lord. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. Hallelujah. I speak consecration over your people, Lord. Consecration over your people to you. Bound to the Holy Spirit. Father, we bind our heart to your heart tonight. We bind our heart to your heart tonight. Spirit, Lord. We surrender to your spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for sensitivity to your voice, Lord, tonight. Thank you that you're awakening that within us, sensitivity to your voice, to be led by your spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you that you are pouring out comfort tonight. You are pouring out hope and strength tonight. You have listened to our heart, and in friendship, you are now giving counsel. You are giving direction. Thank you, God, for hope. I thank you, God, that we will eat from the tree of life, a promise fulfilled, a promise fulfilled at the tree of life. I thank you that you're removing hope deferred. You are severing hope deferred 
and we're coming in to eat of the fulfillment of the fruit of the tree of life. Promises fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. Provisionary blessings and miracles by the Holy Spirit. Even in the midst of the storm, miracles by the Holy Spirit. Surprises by the Holy Spirit. Favor from the Holy Spirit. Celebration over your life by the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we speak refreshing over your church from coast to coast tonight. From coast to coast tonight that the ministry of the Holy Spirit would usher in this great awakening. Now's the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for wisdom that comes down from above tonight. It's pure. So I speak a blessing over the house tonight for the communion of the Holy Spirit to be upon us all. And I pray what the Apostle Paul prayed, ending, ending Corinthians, that the love of the Father, the love of the Father would be upon you and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon you and the communion and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all. In Jesus' name, the love of the Father, the grace of our Lord, and the communion of the Spirit be upon you tonight. I pray for a miracle week, Lord, a miracle, miracle week of breakthroughs over this house and over every house, over every house. In Jesus' name, you are the God of the breakthrough. You are the breaker. You are the Lord of hosts. The Lord of angel armies going before us. I bless your spirit tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go with God this week, Victory. We love you. We love you and we bless you. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.